Hello and welcome aboard the Battleship <laughs> Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. Thank you for listening. David. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Thanks. It's, it's not actually Halloween. Same to you, but uh, yeah, um, you're supposed to ask me how it's going. Oh, how you doing, David? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm scared you because put, oh. I just heard that spooky intro music that we do <laughs> once a year for the, for the Halloween episode. But, I always um, forget that we are going to put up the spooky music. <laughs> I am very pleased with that music. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It served us well. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna do a Halloween episode. This is our our third, isn't it? It sure is. Wow. Um, and uh, we have that a wow could not have seemed more disingenuous. Just wow. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, but we we have a, a guest, a return guest. That's uh, right. But his of, first of of sorts, his first official episode. Yes, because the previous one was a, a supplemental yeah. bonus non, episode, non canonical, non canonical episode. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, he, well, I, I was trying to think of something clever with like canon uh, and some sort of like uh, reference to uh, comic books and, and general nerdiness, and I I couldn't do it. But uh, our guest here is uh, Pat Francis. Hello. Wow. That was wow. Maybe we should start over. I'm joking, <laughs> of course. Pat, how you doing? Good. I'm doing great. Good to be here. Thank you for coming. I, I like the uh, the topic of the show today. D- yeah. 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 Talking about horror movies. Yes. That's right. Um, but first things first, uh, how, how have things been? It's been over a year now, I think. Right. I think so. So uh, how, how have things been going for you since then? Everything's good. Good. I got uh, started a website because every 45-year-old man needs a website. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm on the Facebook. <laughs> I'm on the Twitter. <laughs> I'm doing all these things I never thought I would do. Yeah. My website is, uh, you can either go Pat Francis online or you can go consistentjackass.com. I would it? suggest going with consistent jackass just because it's more fun to type. If you know how to spell consistent. Has that been a problem? Uh, it has for me. <laughs> <laughs> is it T-E-N-T? Is it T-A-N-T? What is it? Yeah, I, uh, our, our website is, of course, battleshippretension.com. And uh, I'm a fast typist, but it's, it's like machine gun fire where it's just, Ugh! I just like type really fast and just kind of fling my fingers at the keys. <laughs> and after a while, I was like, I guess I should just make a shortcut for this so <laughs> that right, I don't have yeah. to keep typing it because I keep I getting do. it wrong. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so now, what what can somebody find on Consistent Jackass? You can. F- that's your place for all your jackass needs. I have a <laughs> I have a jackass tip of the week every Monday. I uh, I started to do a, a couple little uh, shorts. Uh, I'm hoping one will be up this week. It's called A Celebrity Meets a Jackass. Hmm. What now? What is that? Well, that's uh, a celebrity, and it'll be me in like a little thirty-second short. All so right. Who's, who's in the first one? Or is that a surprise? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you. It's uh, Paul F. Tompkins. All right. Yeah. In the first awesome. one. And um, and then uh, we'll have uh, uh, you know bigger celebrities as we go on. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, I'm am kidding. I'm teasing Paul. But um, what else is on? There? Oh, he doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No. That's true. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm trying to put new content, something new up. Every Monday, so that if you just bop over there, you'll go. Oh, cool! That's there. You go. Oh, that was lame. I have a suggestion for you. What do you got? You should. You could say, "Hey, everybody! You can listen to me over on Battleship Pretension." I actually twittered that yesterday. Whoa! So I, I saw it on be Twitter. On yeah. Battleship Pretension. This no, week. I guess you didn't know that I'm at the Pretension. You know. Oh, I did not. Because that that way, well, you you know by. Twitter sort of decorum. You should have said I'll be recording an episode of At the Pretension. Oh, see, you know, but you I didn't know. I don't really. I need like a Twitter. <laughs> I need like a little Twitter class because I. I don't yeah. know if I actually am using Twitter to the full extent. Yeah, if a person has a Twitter name, you never ever refer to them by their real name, just by their Twitter name. That's. So that. I should have done At Pretension. At the Pretension. At but the Pretension. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Well, now <laughs> I'm going to have to go and also follow you now. Oh, so. good. I've, I've been following you no. and enjoying it. I uh, yeah. I, I also have a Twitter account for my uh, for my other podcast. I'm not. David's very good at it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone should go and follow David. I don't. Uh, I can't fit it into. I'm very. Listen to me now. Yeah, I'm, I'm very wordy. <laughs> I can't. I can't do this in 140 yeah, characters. It's, uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so basically, what I do is I just use it. I, like David's very witty, very clever, and then I just go in and it's like, hey, there's a new blog up. That's all. <laughs> Just I got nothing to say. I can't believe I said it is what it is because I hate that saying. I hate when people say that. I hate when people say, well, at the end of the day, or let's think out of the box. I hate all those sayings. So I can't believe I just actually used yeah, one. I hate, uh, I hate whatever floats your boat. Uh, that's, that's my least favorite. Yeah. Mm. You know what? I, I don't like it when, uh, and it's frustrating because I have friends that will say this, and there's really no reason for me to be bothered by it. I hate when people say this is true. I don't know why. I think because they think that it's more clever than it is. Yeah, maybe that is why. Because it's just like, like, this is true. Maybe, Ugh. You, maybe I don't you, like that tone. You need to reevaluate who your friends are. <laughs> I think I do. Maybe 2010 is the year you cut some of these people off. <laughs> you know what? I've lived a lot of places. I do have a lot of friends. And I think, uh, but I don't really keep, touch, keep in touch with a right. lot of them. But I think this is a good way to trim the fat. That and, um, oh, shoot. Now I just forgot the other one that I, oh. I don't like when people say, because I think it started as something mm. kind of clever, and then it just became something that people think is clever, when they say, blah, 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 uh, yeah, I had a friend, who shall remain nameless? Oh. Like, they always say it with just a little, just a bit of a smile, and just like, That's you're not terrible. being clever. <laughs> just, awful. Just don't say the name, or just say the name. Like, ugh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to go off well, in that direction. It's one of those things that, like, it, it's become almost such a just a saying that people don't even think about what it means they just plug yeah. it in you know right it's like when people say like 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 the saying is like uh, you know if bad comes to worse or if worse comes to worst mm-hmm. you know but people don't they don't know they just say worse comes to worse and yeah th- it bugs the shit out of yeah, me it's, it's like you're same, not even thinking no. about what you're saying yeah hmm <laughs> anybody else have any of those before we move on <laughs> okay um so uh now pat here's the thing yeah along with consistent jackass mm-hmm. And a celebrity meets a jackass. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. There is also, of course, Dear Starchild. Dear Starchild. Which uh, there's only two of them so far. Yes, but I have an outtake on my on my website. Really? Yes. <laughs> it's an outtake from these the the recording sessions that we did. But it's a yeah. vi- it's a video outtake. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, in a couple of them, I've actually heard laughing behind the camera. Yeah. It sounds like it. There is, but in this yeah. one, it's total. Okay, it's all you. Yeah, it's it's to- no, I'm not laughing, but Pardo oh, okay. and Belknap are laughing. Okay, so for those who don't know, right. uh, on I guess it started on Never Not Funny, or were Never you doing this uh, sort of in life before? No, being- no, I, I mean we would do it uh, when we we would do it when we would go see Kiss, or we would do it on the phone, or just you know just to each other, we would always do it. But uh, yeah, one time I guess on Never Not Funny, I just busted out a, a Paul Stanley impression just to make Jimmy laugh, and then and then we started to do it. We don't we don't. Overdo. I don't think we overdo it because yeah. we've done episodes. We've gone through many episodes where we. Yeah. I don't do it because I don't. Yeah. And it should be Ruined. noted. I think those are the episodes where you get stuff thrown at you. That's so true. maybe that's true. <laughs> maybe, maybe bust it out more often. Keep so. everyone in good in good humor. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so um, so yeah, we're trying not to overdo it, but th- there will be more because we film more. So look for those. Now what is the now? Here's the thing. I I've never heard 
Kiss. I mean, I've heard yeah. like a couple right. songs here and there, but oh, I've never terrific. heard. <laughs> <laughs> they're really they're great. <laughs> I and I've never heard Paul Stanley speak. Right. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to see how good Pat Fan- uh, Francis's impression is. So I I go and I was like, oh, all right, yeah. It's still funny, even though it's right, not. Yeah. It's just so. No, it's just when in in, uh, in concert when he does his stage patter. Yeah, he gets very lispy and very <laughs> high pitched and very and he says just ridiculous stuff, <laughs> just to keep people to uh, keep, revved up. You yeah, know. and like the, the like the music, uh, the stage patter has not progressed past nineteen seventy nine. Still the same thing thirty years later. There, there's a whole like a bootleg CD you can buy. Out there, there is a bootleg CD of just his stage pattern. Someone yes. has cut together just him saying <laughs> yes, crazy it stuff. Is. It's just ridiculous <laughs> stuff. <clears throat> that sounds now and of course, dear Star Starchild is you as Paul Stanley taking questions. Yeah, answering questions. Okay, all right. I used because I remember I would. Uh, he he would say in concert, he'll say uh, people come up to me and they say Paul and I say what, <laughs> and, he, oh, and so I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just ridiculous that he says that. So that's that's how that's how it started. We thought, well, maybe, maybe people come up and ask him questions. You know, it's a little standoffish, actually. I, I would stop, someone says I would stop talking to a person if every time I said their name, they said what? Yeah, because right. <laughs> just yeah. hey, David, what? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Never mind. Uh, I guess I'm at fault. So, Paul, where can I get the best gas prices? <laughs> I always say go to Sunoco. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, it's fun to see it live. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's and and that can be found on uh, on YouTube and and YouTube on the website. and funnier. It's on Funnier Die. Okay, so and there's been as have there been a there seems to be a good response to it so far. Yeah, that's a weird thing too. You put them up and you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah, but, you know, everyone everyone seems to. We have a high, we have a, a, a funny response on Funny or Die. It's not dying. That's so right. everyone seems to like. I mean, again, I don't know who is seeing it past the Never Not Funny fan, but yeah. but maybe people are. Well, the uh, there's a comedian named uh, uh, Johnny Pemberton who does a bit, and there's a, it's it's on YouTube, mm-hmm. and he does a bit about Pink Floyd. Okay, and uh, in which he just talks about how for for a diehard Pink Floyd fan, you can never listen to enough Pink Floyd for them. You know, you <laughs> need to be able to, you know. Play something backwards, put a glass of water on a table, stand back and look at it, you know, just, <laughs> and it's very funny. Right. Um, and I like Pink Floyd, right. but I still find that funny because I've known people that are just right. like, oh man, you gotta, you know, you gotta listen to this. And uh, so on YouTube, so I found it very funny, but then on YouTube, there's just like almost death threats against yeah, this guy from yeah. like Pink Floyd fans. And I know that there's the, there's of course, I mean, Kiss has a whole army, right. I've heard. That it, that could rise up against you if they know, feel like you're if, making I fun if the of. Kiss, I wonder if the Kiss Army has a better sense of humor than a Pink Floyd fan. Maybe uh, how how seriously, and you'd be the one to you and you or Jimmy Pardo would be the one to ask. How seriously does Kiss take do Kiss take well, themselves? Well, I think I think Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons take themselves very seriously, okay. <laughs> but uh, but maybe the fan doesn't when you have lyrics like "Let me put my log in your fireplace." Maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe maybe you can't take it that seriously. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> but ha- fair enough. Ha- has your has your star child or any of your impressions of that uh, made any waves on the Kiss Army message boards or anything? No, but there is a website called KissAsylum dot com, and every time we put a star child up there, I send the link to the website, <laughs> thinking that he'll put it up. But no, he he must not like it. So. <laughs> Because uh, it would be great to uh, have a cease and desist order come from uh, Paul Stanley. I was going to say, it does seem like uh, K- 
kid, like Gene Simmons, and and I know more about Gene Simmons mm-hmm. than than Paul Stanley because he's kind of put himself right. out there a bit more. And uh, he does he at the very least seems uh, fairly litigious, and yeah. I would have to assume that Paul Stanley would as well. And as you're saying, I'm Paul Stanley, and here's my answer to these right, questions, right. and you just sound like an idiot. Right? Yeah. I but can I mean, see him being offended. But couldn't Saturday Night Live could do that every week, and they wouldn't. That's see true. That. That's true. So I don't know. I don't know where the fine line is. I actually bought official Kiss makeup. For the oh, video. all right. Really? So I did put money in their pocket for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they're selling makeup and letting, like they say, our images are copywritten. Okay, but you're also selling the makeup and with instructions on how to put it on. So you're okay with that. Well, so it's, I don't know where I don't. It's a very fine line. I so it literally say. sounds like our images is copyright. Our, our images are copyrighted. All right. Well, I was going to pay for you know. Oh, you're going to pay something. Oh, okay. Then you. <laughs> well, all right. Then here, have some makeup. Then, yeah. Then for fourteen dollars worth of makeup, by all means, <laughs> run around like an idiot. So after recording those, do you do you go like drive home and run errands with the, with the makeup? <laughs> well, on? the last time we recorded those, they, the guys wanted to go out and eat, and I was like, okay. So I wiped off as much as I could, just yeah. with like a a towel. And I just, I looked like a drag queen because the <laughs> eyes were dark and red, red lips. And But I went to Paquito Moss and we, uh, we ate. And no it was like, oh, here's another, another joker. A good thing we live, in, we live in Los Angeles, so there's yeah. not going to be, in my hometown, I'd probably be arrested. But in Los Angeles, you're, oh, that's just a dude. Back when I lived in, uh, in Denver, I was in, a, I was in a play that required me to get a black eye, like mm-hmm. just this big, obvious, you know, stage black eye. Right. And, uh. And I didn't bother taking the makeup off before I went home. Right. And uh, and I think I, and I was driving with my brother, and I forget. I think I think we got pulled over. I don't. I don't quite. Rec- I don't quite recall mm-hmm. if like a friend saw us or we got pulled over. But somebody was. It was in a situation where I'm just sitting there with a black eye, and right. there's my brother, and uh, and it. I probably looked like a, an abused right. person. I'm <laughs> just like, it's fine. It's fine. It's not real. It's not real. It's an illusion what you're seeing. Because you forget that you have that makeup oh, on. Oh, yeah. This is funny because since I'm, I'm going to watch how I'm going to do this. I'm going to spin this. I'm going to turn this right into the horror oh, film. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. I, uh, one of my favorite, right on time. One of my favorite horror films uh, is Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. And I, I read or I saw a documentary that since that the, the, the Frankenstein makeup that Karloff wore was so difficult to put on, mm-hmm. that sometimes he would wear it home, sleep in it, and then just come back in the morning for a touch-up. Yeah. So how horrific would that be in the 1930s <laughs> for Boris Karloff to be driving his car home? I mean, whenever I think of Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein anywhere, way, I always think, those movies must have been so scary in 1930. It's yeah. frightening uh-huh. now to me still. I imagine Car- like him, him coming home late after a long day of shooting and Carlos' <laughs> wife is like asleep in bed and mm-hmm. he's like, don't get up, honey. I'm getting to bed and she turns over. <laughs> <laughs> he's out. He's checking his mail. <laughs> he's getting a bowl of cereal. Watching just, the, yeah, reading the paper. He gets a bill and he's like, mm. <laughs> why gas so high? <laughs> gas price high. So... Um, yeah, it's uh, none of, none of those movies really uh, frighten me. But the one the one element that is that creeps me out still is from the old uh, Todd Browning Dracula, mm-hmm. and that's the performance of Renfield uh, yeah. Dwight Fry, I believe, is the name yes, of the guy. Yes, and uh, his performance is just so so crazy, yeah. like legit crazy. Yes. Like he's got the weird eyes and stuff, and he's making weird noises, and uh, and that still. Creepy. Creeps me out, yeah. even though it's just like, oh, hey, there's Bella Lugosi, whom I've seen dramatized in Ed Wood. This uh, that's not right. frightening to me, right? But that guy is scary. 
Have so. you seen the uh, the Spanish Dracula? I haven't, but I, it is available to me on the on DVD version shelf. that I have. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's like, because they filmed it, like, I guess they filmed Dracula during the day. Yeah. And then they filmed the Spanish one with the same sets. Yeah. And I think the same script, too, at night. Mm-hmm. And yet, the Spanish version's longer. The movie's yeah. longer. And it's, uh, I, I think it's better. It's pretty cool. That's what a lot of people have said, yeah. is, that, is that I think... They had wound up seeing like either some of the dailies, and they mm. thought, "Oh, well, we can we can top that." Yeah. And so everything is everything has a bit more flourish to yeah. it. Um, but from what I hear, like the one problem is like, ah, oh, their Dracula is not that good. Right? I he's, forget what he's just not frightening, and I forget what the Renfield's like in that. I'm gonna have to check no. that out now. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it for a long time, and I just haven't gotten around to it, even though I do own it, as, as we just mentioned. But uh, I've owned it for like ten years, and I don't know if I've. Watched all my D- the DVDs that I have. It's crazy. <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, when a deal comes along, you just got to snatch it up. Yeah, you're like, oh, I got to buy it. Like I bought a Criterion film for a dollar. <laughs> what? I, George Washington. Oh. Yeah. And I'm sure I would like it. Everyone says I would like it. And I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. It says but Criterion. You got to buy it for a buck. A dollar? Yeah. yeah. If it's a Criterion version of Porky's, you have to buy it for a buck. <laughs> I'd pay top dollar for that, actually. <laughs> I'd like to see the Criterion treatment for Porky. I have a Criterion collection of Armageddon. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that weird that they that was a Criterion movie? And The Rock was, too. Yeah. You're yeah. right, it is. And yeah. that was back... Was that back before they were... Because they, they did laser discs too, right? I mean, yeah, they started in the laser so disc they, era. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, I mean, they still knew what they stood for, but still they said, we got to get Armageddon. We got to get Armageddon. Do you know well, why I mean, that, that is, David? Uh, those... those like him or hate him, Michael Bay is the quintessential filmmaker of those kind of movies, whatever you want to I call I enjoy them. The yeah. Rock, and I enjoy Armageddon, too. But I, I enjoy Armageddon. Just, but I can also <laughs> step back and say, hey, you really don't need a Criterion collection of that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I wish the uh, Criterion RoboCop weren't out of print, because I never I never I know. that. Right. It's, it's, uh, it's awesome. That, uh, but I, and I think there, there might now be a DVD that has the director's cut, because mm-hmm. it used to be that the Criterion was the only was way the you only could get one? it. Yeah, and I don't know. Have you ever seen the director's cut of RoboCop? I don't think I have yeah. seen the director's cut, but I do love it's, RoboCop. It's really, it's literally only like maybe two minutes longer, but it's two minutes of pure carnage. Oh, great! <laughs> and, right. and it and it and it has the effect because if you've seen Starship Troopers or anything, you know that Paul Verhoeven has a sense of humor, a, yeah. a, dar- a dark yes. sense of humor, and like the part early in RoboCop when the the Ed two hundred nine malfunctions and shoots the guy in the boardroom, there's literally about. 25 more seconds of him just <laughs> pumping bullets into the guy that's in the awesome. director's cut. And it just becomes hilarious. And that's that was clearly his intent. Are they remaking RoboCop? I think they are, aren't I they? I heard yeah. that they were, yes. Yeah, I, um, uh, Here's my question before we jump into the horror him. movies. What bothers me is they, they always want to remake... They always want to remake movies that were good, that didn't need to be remade. Yeah. Why don't they take a movie... The, where you're like, you know, that movie just misses a little bit, and and try to remake that. I, I don't understand the the remakes are never as good, never. Yeah. Well, that that actually will lead us right into the horror discussion because okay, I was I was talking with some friends last night about the remake for Nightmare on Elm Street, okay. which we were talking about stars Jackie Earl Haley, right. which is I think a step in the right direction. That, yes. Um, yeah, but I mean, but it Robert England is still around. His and, and would still do it. Yeah. And Nightmare on Elm Street is still around. It's not. It's not like a forgotten slasher movie. No. Like they're di- they're they're dipping deep into the annals of like slasher right. lore right. and go- coming up with you know Silent Night, Deadly Night, or Prom Night, or something like that. It's Nightmare on Elm Street. Like it's it's only twenty you know twenty five years old at this point. Yeah, and, and, well, and people still watch. I it. mean, Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street. 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. We don't need remakes of those movies. We don't need them. We still we still have them. It's, I know we do, and we don't need <laughs> it's them. It's just crazy. And and not that I've seen the uh, remake for Friday the 13th, but from what I hear, everything about it just screams like they, they don't want to reboot. For example, Star Trek, James Bond, Batman. Those right. are like legit reboots because yes. the filmmakers wanted to explore the characters. Right. Friday the 13th, based on what I've heard, because, as everyone knows, at the very least from yeah. Scream trivia, mm-hmm. that the first Friday the 13th, it was Jason's mom killing everybody. Right. In the remake, apparently, they give a little five-minute nod to her yeah, killing it's, everyone. It's, it, the remake is a terrible movie. And then Jason Voorhees shows up, and it's like, well, that's not what the first film was. And oh, the, I get it. Voorhees, Jason Voorhees, is, is, he's the moneymaker for you. Right. So the, why the waste hockey, time? The hockey mask is the yeah. moneymaker. Yeah. Why? Wa- yeah. That didn't even show up till what the third film. Yeah. So it's like he wore a sack on his head in the second one. Yeah, he looked a little <laughs> hillbillyish. Yeah, with the one eye cut out. Yeah, which actually kind of maybe creepier than the hockey mask. It is. It is kind of elephant man. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I still maintain that the first Friday the Thirteenth is is a good movie. Oh yeah, I love it. I mean, I remember watching it. And when the mom came in, you're like, who's this lady? And then when yeah. it's revealed, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And she's Betsy Palmer. Yep. Creepy. I've, uh, I've been and watching. What? I wanted to add one more thing. That all I right, love about. I know that it happens all the time in, in movies now, especially horror movies. But when Friday the 13th came out, I, I never remember. Well, I guess Carrie, they did it. When something happens at the end to make you jump. Oh, like yeah. Jason coming out of the water. Yeah. I mean, Kim Carrey, the hand comes up through the uh, ground. Right. But, but now they always do it. But for me, Friday the 13th really stands out in my mind as the first time maybe I had ever seen it. Yeah. Because I don't think I saw Carrie until after that. And it's something that you could not have possibly predicted. No. Because really, there is no, in the first one, there is no supernatural element. No. And then all of a sudden it becomes very supernatural right, when yeah. this kid who's been dead for years and years at the bottom of a lake. Yeah. Decides he's not dead anymore. Right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, and he's creepy looking. He is, yeah. He's like all like waterlogged. Yeah. And, he's got uh, an eye up on his top of his head. Yeah, pretty much. Gross. He looks like the Toxic <laughs> Avenger. Yeah. Um, yes, he does. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, I don't know. And, and yesterday Actually, I he looks watched... like the kind of a kid that if he's at your camp, you yeah, might want to let him drown. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like I, this, <laughs> look at this kid is taking away my, uh, my <laughs> erection. Right. I can't be having sex with my, right. uh, with, with my fellow with camp counselors. hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> you run down there and see what you can do on the dock. Now, did you see the, the remake of, ha- of Halloween? I didn't. Uh, the, yeah, Rob the Zombie Rob Zombie, one? yes. Yeah. How was it? It's awful. Really? Because in the original really? Halloween, which again I think is one of the best, yeah. um, in, uh, Rob Zombie goes for the easiest, like in the first one you don't know why Michael Myers is like that. Right. Kid just snaps. You have no idea. His parents don't know. No one knows. Can't figure it out. In this one it's, he's an abused kid, mm. stepfather, all that kind of, mother's an alcoholic, maybe a prostitute, she's a stripper. All that stuff, that all makes Michael Myers. Be- and that's just the easiest, we've yeah. seen that a million times. What again? Halloween didn't need to be remade, but there I was opening night, <laughs> money in hand. Me and Mike Schmidt, we're the suckers. We go all the time. Now, let's get back to the the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Okay, well, okay I want to talk about first because Michael Bay's producing it, and just as he produced the Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. remake, which I didn't see, 
But I saw that. Well, I, I I would imagine that his his hand, his aesthetic is all wrong for that movie for Texas Chainsaw Massacre because the part uh, part of the, the the sort of verite mm-hmm. nature of the original right. film is part of its 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 whole aesthetic and the reason it's so effective, you know. And Same cinematographer as the original, though I, I discovered. I was huh. watching what? some special features on the original last night, in fact, and uh, found out it was the same same DP. So, but I, I'm wondering if maybe because because Nightmare on Elm Street is supposed to take place in 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 dreams and be more uh, I don't know what the word is, just more sort of fantastical. Yeah. If if his aesthetic might work better for that, maybe I'm being devil's advocate. No, here. no, no. Really? That's that's a good point. I. I it's, it's hard for me to comment because I, I, I was never a fan of Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. I don't know why. I'm just I, that movie just never. I don't know. That just didn't wasn't on my radar. I've seen it, and I've seen some of the sequels. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I, I didn't like it either. But I never liked Nightmare on Elm Street for some reason. Yeah. Uh, that said, I will go see this just to see. <laughs> I will. I'll go see if they if they if they're going to do anything with it. But um, there was a there was a remember the TV series. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, uh, Friday the th- what was it called? Uh, there was Freddy's Nightmare Nightmares. Al- yeah, and they there was an there was a one hour episode that Toby Hooper directed. Oh. Really? That was the was uh, was the prequel uh, uh, up to Freddy becoming Freddy. So it was oh, all okay. the, uh, and I think Robert England was in it, and I think I think this movie's going to have that in it, and then. And that was really cool. Like the he's a he's a child molester, right. and the town bands together, mm-hmm. including his own parents. Oh my! And they uh, and they chase him to this abandoned warehouse, and they they yeah. they kill him. They set him on fire and burn him. Well, what I've what I what I've heard about the new Nightmare on Elm Street is it sounds like they're adding an element to the story okay. of Freddy Krueger, uh, much like Michael Myers, it would appear, yeah. where he's falsely accused. Oh, that's interesting. Which, and so his revenge is, and and it's, and the children are being kind of manipulated by some of the adults, yeah. as will happen All sometimes. The children are manipulated to testify, right? That he, and that's so very, you know, I actually like that. Yeah. So he takes revenge on, uh, well, the parents by going after the kids, kids. like legit, and uh, and when I first heard that, my first sensation was like, oh, so now they're now we're learning that revenge is okay, right. And then I was like, I just got to get out of my own way on this one and just, uh, <laughs> and just recognize that that's it. It takes something that does happen mm. on a I watched a documentary about the other day on a regular basis, yeah. actually. And it's quite disturbing uh, that that children can just be manipulated well, so easily one way or another. I, I, and it's then interesting that they're going to make Freddy Krueger a, a little sympathetic. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're going to go, well, yeah, if I was falsely accused, I would come back and kill the kids, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although that might, him being sympathetic early on, if, if they end up going the direction with the sequels the other one did, where he becomes like a comedian, you yeah. know, that <laughs> that might help if he's already sympathetic. Because right. it's kind of creepy in the older movies that you're, like, getting these guffaws out of a child molester. Right. <laughs> hey, as we learned last week, David, you know, to be... You don't have to be a per- a saint to be funny, uh-huh. <laughs> right? It's true. Right. You know, and and be sympathetic. I mean, Dylan Baker, he was very funny in Happiness. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but uh, <coughs> but are, yeah, it's what are some of the other Well, here's what uh, here's one I'm hoping that they don't remake. It's okay. one of my favorite horror movies of all time all from right. the it came out when I was maybe like 10 or so, uh, and that's Candyman. 
Uh, I don't know. Oh if yeah, you guys with Tony like Todd. It, yeah, in Virginia Madsen. In Virginia Madsen. Yeah, I I love that movie. That's one that I saw when I was probably too young to see it, yeah. and it terrified me. Is that a Clive and, Barker? Yeah, it's yeah, it's Clive Barker. Did he direct it? Did Clive uh, Barker no, direct uh, it? No, I can't remember the name of the guy who directed. He has, he has a very sort of conventional name. So right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Frank Wilson. Bill Myers. Like yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. But oh, yeah, I, I I I I love that. Oh yeah, okay. I saw it when I was when I was probably too young, and it terrified me. Mm-hmm. I would I would go into uh, for like weeks after I saw the movie. I when I'd I'd go into the bathroom and just like keep my head turned away from With the mirror. mirror. <laughs> just would not look at the mirror when yeah. I was in the bathroom. And then so uh, I, I hadn't seen it for years, and I watched it again in in college, and I was like, man, I hope this holds up. And it's even better uh, than I remember. Mm-hmm. It. It's, Let me ask it's you such a, a well made film. Do you live alone? Uh, now I do, yeah. Okay, if you, uh, I don't want to get into that. It sounds like a mess. Um, <laughs> if, tonight, if you had to get up to go to the bathroom and you were in your bathroom and it was dark, and you, would you look in the mirror and say Candyman three times? <laughs> I, I wouldn't do it. No. Okay, see, see? <laughs> yeah, I still, I still would never do that. <laughs> see, isn't that great? Did yeah. you? I had something like that with arachnophobia, where uh, it started because I, I hate spiders, and in fact, uh, there's. Apparently, a community of black widows mm. living outside my building, okay. uh, which is horrifying. And my my wife and I actually had a flashlight and bug spray, and we're just killing them at twelve thirty last night. In fact, <laughs> oh my god! So how many god, are there? There were five. Okay, where outside though? Not inside. Outside, not inside. I've never no. seen one inside, okay. but because uh, I've seen three in here since I got here. <laughs> That's cool. Were they on those me? Are, that's cool, right? No. <laughs> those are actually the ghosts of the ones you killed last night. <laughs> the witching hour. And so um so I'm 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 terrified of spiders. Uh-huh. They they really bother me. And I'm an idiot. I arachnophobia I saw it in the theater, which means I would have been eight. <laughs> which is so stupid. Yeah. And so I went to see it and uh there was a part where uh, a guy uh is sleeping mm-hmm. and a spider goes like underneath the covers and bites. I'm like, well, Guess I'm not sleeping under my so like for a solid year I did not sleep under, under my covers. covers. Crazy, yeah. So see, this is that's <laughs> I think that's a problem when you see something when you're too young to see it. That is why there's a rating system, I guess. In uh, when I was in sixth grade, my cousin, who was my same age, uh, his dad was taking him to see the original Omen. Okay, and I wanted to go. My mom says it's rated R. You can't go. I'm like, I really want to go. I really want to go. She's like, it's going to be scary. And I said, I really want to go. And so she said, All right, and let me go. Mistake. Because I was, uh, I was, yeah. I, I went to Catholic school, raised uh-huh. Catholic. So all that stuff in the Omen, yeah, in my head is like that could that could all happen. That could all be true. Right. It will all happen. And, what and do you think I, of that? I, I still think the original Omen is really, really scary. Omen, oddly enough, never frightened really? me. Really, and I think it might be the lack of blood when the head gets cut off. Well, maybe that like, but it's like, well, that's a prop head. Even I know that. I did I, see it later on in life, though. I just think the movie is. It, it ha- yeah, it, it has parts that are maybe a little hokey, I think. Mm, yeah. But to me, the uh, it's all for you, Damien, and uh, her jumping off is one of the creepiest things that I've ever had in movies ever. Because you're like, oh, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't scar any of the children that were at the <laughs> yeah. party. And of course, creepy. I'm so happy that the omen has come up because that gives me a chance to say me and David's favorite line, <laughs> which is of course. Baboons are dangerous. <laughs> when they're, they're taking the tour of like yes, the animal, yeah. and, and you could just hear the woman's voice as the baboons are going insane and screeching. Yeah, it's just right. a, baboons are dangerous. Yeah, she, but she's, it sounds very pleasant, and then she gets a lot more forceful in that mm-hmm. moment. But she's still being polite, right? So it's almost just like uh, the stove is hot. Just <laughs> it's, it's, I love it. And this is the problem with, the, and, and then, and again, here we go with the, the with the remakes. 
the remake of The Omen was terrible. And the I reason is, in the, in the original Omen, that kid always looked... I always thought he looked kind of angelic and never yeah. gave you... Never gave you a look or a hint that he was evil, and in the remake of the Omen, they they give the kid these little these little face faces that he does sometimes when no one's looking. So you go, so the stupid audience goes, oh, he's evil. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Right. But it, in the original Omen, it was kind of cool. Yeah, up when, until when he Gregory, smiles. When at Gregory the Peck end. is going to stab him on the yeah. altar, and you're kind of like, you can't stab that. Kid, but in the new one, you're like, kill that kid. Yeah, I mean the kid. I mean in the original, I will, that is actually a disturbing scene because the kid is saying like, "Daddy, daddy no," daddy, like, no, he, "Daddy, no." He's really pleading for his. He life really is, yeah. In a kid, a kid voice, not yes, in a, in a kid in a not, devil not voice, in a devil voice, yeah. And just, uh, yeah, that part is actually is quite disturbing. Yeah, um, you know, um, I watched the commentary and Richard Donner was talking. You know, the, the last shot in the in the original Omen when the kid turns around and like looks at the camera for a yeah. while and then sort of like creepily smiles. Yeah. The way Richard Donner was like, okay, d- okay, look at the camera. Okay, now don't smile. Don't smile. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and got him to just sort of like smirk a that's little bit. That's great. Uh, and, and then Lee Remick against <laughs> Julia Stiles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, I'm always a fan of Liev Schreiber. Like, they just. Yeah, he's they keep, good. Like, they keep putting. They put him in a couple of remakes where yeah, he plays Maturian an iconic candidate. role. And he always does great. Sabretooth. <laughs> you can't win them all. But you know? I, really, I mean, I think the Omen was remade because it occurred to someone that they could release a movie on June six, two thousand six. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason. If they, you have the opportunity. And by the way, I got to jump here. How did how did the Bond people miss seven seven oh seven as a release oh. date? Oh yeah, I, didn't even I mean, think of that. come on, how do you miss that? <laughs> two thousand seven. Now I'm kind of angry. I know. <laughs> Why didn't they? Ho- they should have held Casino Royal for a, a year just to yeah. get the uh, the two oh oh seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my wife is a wedding photographer, and so anytime it's eight eight oh eight nine nine oh nine ten ten ten, she she just gets so many inquiries for that day because oh, people so badly. It's like oh. Well, if just people want this, of course a studio would want right. to do this. Um, <laughs> and that was even released on a Tuesday because the 6th yeah. was a Tuesday. Yeah. Here's what I have this conversation all the time with my friends that are in the film industry or whatever. But is it more cost effective or wouldn't it be more cost effective to take the original Omen, mm-hmm. clean up the print and release it for two or three weeks than it would be to recast and remake the whole entire movie i mean if you have something that's already yeah, there and is going to be better than the original I mean, most the majority of mo- movies that come out of the studio system mm. are made for teenage boys uh, you know and teenage boys don't want to see something old but if you cut a trailer if you cut a new trailer i agree wouldn't mm-hmm. that be wouldn't you be like what the fuck is this well like i and also i feel like there is a certain stigma to people that are and I, even i have only recently in the last few years gotten around to realizing like there's nothing wrong with seeing a movie you've seen before right. in the theater if right. you haven't seen it in the theater. Yeah, exactly. I just saw Aliens uh, at the uh, at the New Art mm-hmm. a few a uh, few weeks ago. And you had never seen that in the theater. No, I saw the first Alien in the theater because yeah. they re-released it. Mm-hmm. So I saw it at a theater in Chicago. I was one of ten people in the theater, um, and I, because I think people feel like, well, I've already seen it. You haven't seen it this way. Every right. time I've gone to see a movie that I know and am very familiar with in the theater, I feel like I'm seeing it for the first yeah. time. It really does make a huge difference, mm. and seeing it with an audience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like I feel like that would be great, but at the same time, I I, I feel like they wouldn't it, they wouldn't even get their money back 
you know, the money back that they spent to make the print better because you don't think they would. They would in Los Angeles. I don't yeah. I'm not sure if they would in, in any other place. It would be a good experiment for some, you know, for some company to do. Take one of their old movies that was a popular movie and, yeah. and do that. I was I, as I mentioned, I was watching um, special features for uh, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And in Britain, it was banned for a theatrical, you know, to be shown theatrically for like 25 years. Uh, and then finally, when the ban was lifted, it was released in theaters. So this is 99? 98. 98 yeah, okay. So it was 24, I guess. Right. And so um, so they showed marquees with like a civil action, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, primary colors. <laughs> and it was just and, and it did very oh, well. That's, because that's, a, people that's a Travolta, Travolta heavy <laughs> yeah. cineplex there. Oh uh, yeah. Well, they both came out in '98. I don't know why. I, just, I don't know why I thought of those first. But uh, if you need a break, you know, you just go and watch Texas Chainsaw. But um, now, when is speaking of that? When is the last time you saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Um, I've seen it within the last ten years. Okay. I think right after I first got a DVD player, I, I rented it, and, and a friend came over and we watched it. I I have not. I hadn't seen it for about yeah about ten years. Uh, I saw it when I was a, when I was younger, and I was just getting into horror movies. And I was like, "This, this, that's really disturbing." Yeah. And then I watched it again last night, actually, with some friends. And uh, man, that movie is a workout. Like, yeah. it is so exhausting. Yeah. And and what's what's interesting is it it certainly because it came out in '74, and then Halloween came out in '78, and then of course once Halloween hit, then it was Friday the Thirteenth. There was all right, kinds right, right. of slasher kinds movies, mask killers. Um, and so a lot of people say that it it kind of predates this and kind of informed the slasher yeah, era. It definitely does. But in watching it, I realized I feel like it also kind of informed the David. I know I know you don't like the term. I'm only using it because people know what it means. It seems like it also kind of informed torture porn. Yeah, like oh, right. that girl is tied to a chair and ba- she isn't like cut or anything, but she's tortured at the very least psychologically. Right. And I mean, it reminded me of, of a movie, it actually reminded me a lot of, like, funny games where people are basically just stuck in a house yeah. with people that are terrorizing them, right down to one of them gets away, flags down a car, and oh no, it's actually the worst, you know, it's, it's a car that the takes worst. them right back. Uh-huh. And so, um, so then it got me thinking that movies like, and of course Hostel and Wolf Creek are, are definitely horror movies, but it got me thinking about about funny games, which has been called a lot of things, but I don't know if it's ever been called a horror movie. But that movie freaks me out more than than have you seen most horror movies. Funny games? No, no, no. I know what you're talking about. Is yeah. that Tim Roth in that? He's in yeah, the he's American in the remake. One. It, was, okay. it was an Austrian film first. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, in '97, yeah. and then yeah, the if same director remade it shot for shot. Yeah. So it's and the dialogue. I think it's pretty much the same film, but with English speaking actors and. Um, and basically, it's just a you know, it's it's like that movie, The Strangers, where a family is. Uh, I've heard that's good. Is that a good movie? Some I, people told I me did he didn't like, like it. Okay. I didn't see it, but it just it looked too intense for me. The the problem is that it gets it ratchets up the intensity really early on, and then doesn't can't follow it up. Yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. For, it just sort yeah. of like plateaus early in the movie, and, and needs uh, a slow build on those. Yeah, type of things. I'd like that more. Yeah, I in watching Texas Chainsaw again, I forgot how much of a build it is like yeah. i mean I, I i don't like to put it in these terms but quote unquote nothing happens right for a solid you know half hour 
like one of the films on your uh, that I saw over there mm-hmm. that I'm not a fan of. I used to be a fan. I thought I was a fan of it until I saw it recently. Is uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds? Oh, all right. Nothing uh, happens in that movie. I I will agree. I've said on this podcast before. I did not like that. movie. I do not like it. There's no talk of birds. Nothing. <laughs> it's just like it's just like if people were shopping and someone goes to a party and say, "Hey, I'm going to go get gas. I'm going to go get my mail," and and then all of a sudden the birds are just now the bird. It wasn't. It's not even a. There's not even a slow. It's like nothing, nothing, nothing. Well, the birds are attacking. Why? What? And then it's over. I'm okay. See, and that's. I think that's the difference between because when I was a kid, I think. Yeah. They would show that on Sunday afternoons, and I think I would always turn it on at a part where the birds had already uh-huh. been there. Yeah. So I don't even remember that all the other stuff, the Rod yeah. Taylor stuff beforehand. But it's it certainly is not my my favorite of his. But the, and I feel like that's a movie that I, now maybe they probably could, won't. Maybe I feel they, like they could remake I think that. They one. could remake that and and make it fix the little problems that it has. It's it's a movie that seems almost more like. Hitchcock is experimenting. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, no music. I'm going to see if I can make a movie with no music. Right. And uh, no explanation. Right. <laughs> and let's do this, you know. Yeah. And, and I'm okay with no explanation. I like the idea that random stuff, random terrible things happen. Right. And there's no one there to, you know, unlike most horror movies, there's, there isn't a, you know, like a, an expert in the phenomenon happening, happening to press right. through town. Um, I like that they're just, they just have to freaking figure this out themselves. Right. And navigate how to get out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a film that with, with the right filmmaker, they, I'd be perfectly okay with them remaking it. I would, I would go see it. Yeah. (laughs) Did you, um, so what are some of the best horror films? What are some of our favorites? David, what do you got? Give us four. Oh, oh man. my god! <laughs> now you know what. Give us thirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mentioned I, mean, I mentioned Candyman. I really do love that movie because it's it's not ju- it does it it's a it's a horror movie, but it's also so much about race and class, right? And yeah. class and stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think what else leaps out as a great horror movie for me. You got anything? Tyler? Oh yeah, well, Night of okay. the Living Dead. Night oh, of the Living Dead. I just one. saw it yeah. the other day, and um, the ending of Night of the Living the Dead. W- they would never do that ending today, never. Um. You know In what, what sense? About. Like where everyone uh, we're, we're, we're spoilers on a thirty, a forty year old. Yeah, film if you now. haven't seen a public domain movie yet, it's, um, <laughs> the, the, the hero gets killed at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and the the thing is, he doesn't because you see movies like you know where everyone dies, horror movies where everyone dies and is killed by the monster. Yeah, but he yeah he's he wins. By, yeah, he and wins. Then he just gets shot. He makes it through the night. Yeah, he stumbles out of the uh, the basement where he had himself barricaded in. And just when the townsfolk are coming up, they're like, oh, there's movement inside the house. Yeah. Make sure you shoot him right in the head. That's And boom. Done. You're just like, oh. Well, not to mention the... Bar- but I wouldn't change that ending, though. Oh, my, no. Oh, yeah. No. Perfect. And they did change it in the remake. Do you remember what happened in the remake? No, what happens? Well, first off, Barbara becomes a much more a much more Ripley-esque Patricia hero. Tallman? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well done. I've met her. Oh, okay. <laughs> I worked with the guy, and, uh, and he's like... Uh, he was, he was like, oh, my wife has to go to a convention. And I'm like, well, what, what's your wife do? Oh, she's an actress. And, and I'm like, what's she been at? Nothing you've heard of. What's her name? And I looked her up on IMDb. I'm like, she's in a Night of the Living Dead remake. She kicks ass in that. <laughs> Nothing I've ever heard of. I know. Night of the Living Dead. Okay. The remake. The remake. Um, but, uh, and I believe, it's, I believe it's Tony Todd in the, in yeah. the remake. Yes, he is. yes it is. Um, but, uh, but she actually winds up, because um, in the original, Barbara, when, and you're not expecting it because 
much in this much like Psycho. Right. She's who you're introduced to first. Right. And she just gets dragged out and killed. Yeah, she does. Yeah. But um, and so then it's all Ben, and then what happens happens. But um, it is what it is. <laughs> but, right. Uh, right. But At the end the of the day, you know, <laughs> she gets killed. And what are the floats your boat? They were thinking out of the box. They thought out of the box back then. Patricia shall remain nameless. I can't deal with that one. So okay. Barbara the, becomes more of a Ripley. Yeah, and so she she actually says whatever. Yeah, you mean, you mean the talented Mister Ripley, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She she actually disguises herself as one of the zombies, and they believe right. that she is one. But um, but then uh, so she she does what so many others, uh, so many moviegoers have realized. Like you can just walk past them. Yeah, and so she does walk past them with a gun and shoots the ones that get too close. Right, and gets away. Right. Ben is stuck in the basement, mm-hmm. and then when when people the next day come through looking for zombies, they open the door, and he has become a zombie. Yeah. And so then they kill him, as anybody would. Right. And so they make it a little a little more acceptable for him to die, yeah. and no, one of the people lives. I, you know? I, haven't, right. I haven't seen the, oh, sorry. the remake. What do you mean you can just walk past them? Because they're slow moving. Yeah. If but you walk at a brisk all. pace, and you walk in between them, but yeah. there's so many of them. They're not the 28 Days Later fast. Right, or the right. or the new Dawn of the Dead, um, yeah. or Zombieland. Did you see Zombieland? Not yet, no. Oh, I think you'll enjoy not it. Not up or shut up. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I hate that. <laughs> I do hate that tagline. When I first saw the trailer, I was yeah. like, I am seeing that. Yeah. And then I saw the tagline, and I was well, like. I like Woody Harrelson. Oh. I like uh, that Eisenberg kid, so. Oh, yeah. he's really, yeah, yeah, he's so really but good. I do want to see it. Zombieland, Zombieland, uh, is Zombieland? Yeah. Is that how Eisenberg's uh, relatives, older relatives would say it? <laughs> oh, you're in the Zombieland. <laughs> uh, hey, Jesse Eisenberg has been in, in this year. He was in Adventureland and now Zombieland. And he's basically playing the exact same character. <laughs> only in one, he's killing zombies. That's but great. okay, it's a really fun and funny movie. Yeah. But I, I have real problems with it. You have it, real problems with it. Yeah. It doesn't take... It, it would be a better movie... All around, if it took the threat of the zombies more seriously, yeah. But it's just, <laughs> it's 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 like like Shaun of the Dead is a very funny movie, but it's also a good zombie movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where did you like Shaun of the I, Dead? I have not seen Shaun okay. of the Dead. Oh my! And and that's my problem with Zombieland is that they they tr- they treat the zombies just they're, they're not that they're not that threatening. Well, I think they treat what I like about I actually like that aspect of it because they treat them as just a fact of life. And they become dangerous when they become dangerous, where mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's like, oh, well, cars don't scare me until one's barreling down on me and yeah. or bearing down on me. And so and but much in the same way, they just there are just rules of uh, this. This isn't really a spoiler. There's a part where, where Woody Harrelson finds a whole bunch of guns. Yeah. In the backseat of a Humvee. Yeah. And he's just standing around shooting off the guns, you know, just for yeah. fun. And I'm thinking, A. This is the end of the world. There's no one manufacturing any more bullets, yeah. right? You should <laughs> yeah. be trying to serve that ammo, many. Woody. Yeah, and B, if you're making that much noise, there, are, there's got to be zombies somewhere mm-hmm. around, and yeah. they're gonna find. They're gonna. Th- that's gonna attract them. And yeah, it just it really bothered that kind of stuff in the movie. Really bothered me. But apart from that, it's really funny. It like, is very funny. Did you guys see the? Uh, did you see the Day of the Dead remake? The Day of the Dead remake. Da- yeah, Day of the. Yeah, oh, no, no, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah, Dawn yeah. Of the Dead. Did yeah, you like that? I loved it. I love it too. I really liked it. There's there there's <laughs> d- you liked it. Uh, I though. really did like it. I saw okay. it at midnight with a bunch of friends, but yeah. I, I really did enjoy it. I was 
I was scared, and I thought they, I thought it was a good remake. Uh-huh. <sighs> <laughs> uh, David and uh, some of the listeners have heard this already, but here's here's some of my my issues. It's it is very scary. There's yeah. there's no question about that. Um, I've always had a problem with running zombies, mm-hmm. not because I'm opposed to it, but just because I feel like. An army of running zombies then makes it too hopeless. I feel like a good horror movie well, that's is one that gives that. you a little yeah. bit of hope. Well, that's right. a, that's the difference. That's why it's okay in zo- in Zombieland and Twenty Eight Days Later. Zombieland, um, you're just going to keep at that, yeah. aren't you? Because the dead aren't rising in those movies. Have you seen Wolfman? Right. <laughs> the trailer for <laughs> Wolfman. I saw the trailer for the Wolfman. Uh, <laughs> that trailer actually looked good. I started to change subject like that. Yeah, it's my fault. But uh, well, actually, let's get to Wolfman in a second. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see Frosty the Snowman? <laughs> <laughs> Christmas movies. So, okay. I, you know, I've never oh, seen It's a Wonderful Frosty Life. Frosty the um, Snowman. Uh, but, it, yeah, I can see why it bothers you in Dawn of the Dead, because those are yeah. actual dead people. Right. As opposed to infected people like in Zombieland and 28 Days Later. Right. Uh, so I, 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 I grant you that. It, does, yeah. it doesn't make sense that the dead people would run. But this brings up another zombie thing for me, actually. Okay. If, okay, the dead are rising, but how far back, right? Because... Uh, you go more than a year or so, and they're just bones, right? Yeah. Well, I do think they regenerate skin. I think and the brain. Rise? I think the brain has to be relatively intact. Okay. I think that seems to be the case. Also, in in the in the better zombie films, they don't come out of the grave. Like they don't have great strength, and a perfectly healthy person probably can't dig their way through a coffin and six feet right. of dirt. Right. And so, so you think all these zombies are coming back to life, and then. What they're just in their in no, their I don't. Th- I don't think that whatever it is that causes them to come back to life, unless it's some kind of spiritual thing, um, I don't think it is permeating the ground. And even if it was, I think they're just screwed and probably just well, very frustrated. Oh, that's terrifying! Like in the original Night of the Living Dead, the first zombie we see in the graveyard, you think that he's he's a freshly dead person. Yeah, that's why he doesn't look like all decayed or anything. Uh-huh. He's just kind yeah. of pale. Also, the doesn't his suit come off really easily? Like more easily than if it was just a guy wearing a suit. I think oh yeah, it's, yeah. I think that's uh, yeah. I think he's a freshly dead person. Um, the, um, oh boy, <laughs> freshly. Is there a zombie handbook out there that needs to be written? Oh, there I'm is. Sure there's yeah. got to uh, be one, right? Max Brooks wrote. A, is that his name? Uh, it's be it's Mel Brooks' son or, oh, or right. something. He wrote a book that's like the ultimate zombie survival guide. Oh, that's great. And then yeah. he wrote another Check book called World War Z. Which oh, I think they're turning into a movie, yeah. and World War Z is it's uh, it's it's like essentially like an, an oral history of the zombie apocalypse. Like it had already happened, and mm-hmm. certain people had survived, and civilization was being rebuilt. And someone wrote that just took all these interviews of people who had survived the zombie apocalypse, and uh, that's it's supposed to be a great book. I haven't read it, but they, they're going to make a movie out of it. I love how I love how big the zombie subgenre has gotten, and how how many of those movies are actually good. Um, I mean, there's a lot of vampire movies out there, but there's maybe three that are really worth watching at all. <laughs> and no, I'm not including Lost Boys. No, Lost Boys um, is terrible. But uh, <laughs> but there's there's a lot of good zombie movies out there. There's I tons mean, of zombie movies too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and some of them are funny. Some of them are just you know gruesome for the sake of gruesome. But like, so there's a solid, I'd say, six or seven that are immensely watchable and I would venture to say actually good. And it's a, and George George um, uh, Romero still making them. Yeah. yeah. He has like I think two coming two more coming out. It's amazing that even the studios are still green lighting it but they guess they're yeah. like yeah zombies that's a cash cow let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think people like zombies so much? I think it's because 
uh, people get to live out their fantasies of just killing people without any uh, That's true. Yeah, it, it's, it, like, it's, it's okay like, to kill them. It's like ninjas and zombies. It's like ninjas and uh, and Nazis. <laughs> right. In a movie, there might as well just be targets, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, so we're going to talk about uh, the Wolfman trailer. The Wolfman trailer, yes. Okay, because I. Uh, didn't see. Okay, I know you go to Comic Con every year, right? Is that right? I've, I've been there. Tw- I've only been there twice. Oh, okay. So you did. You did. You go. You didn't go this year. I didn't go this year. I know. Last time you were on the show was shortly after yeah. two thousand. I go Comic-Con whenever my nephews come to visit. Then we go. Ah, and they, okay. they didn't come out this year to do that. Um. Well, the year you did go in two thousand eight, though. Yes. And I didn't go to the Wolfman panel. Did you go? No, I didn't. Because uh, this movie's been... That's what I'm saying, is that was July 2008, and I mean, it was supposed to come out like that year. And see, that always means problems for me. That means it's not yeah. good. So yeah. what's what's going on with yeah, this Yeah, but I hadn't seen... I actually hadn't seen any footage or anything. I'd just been reading about it. And then finally, on, on Zombieland, I saw the Wolfman trailer. Wolfman. <laughs> and it's a really good trailer. It is. Uh, I'm suddenly very excited but for this But we know movie. that they, you can cut a good trailer yeah. from anything. Yeah. That, you that really is, can. That is true. Um See, I said that. Get a, um, right. But the, yeah, what I like, I like so much about the Wolfman trailer, <laughs> um, and and just and, and so much about the concept of the project. Uh, and I, I think I've said this to you, David, but I don't remember if I said it on the air. That it literally gets, it lifts things from the original that shouldn't have been lifted, like right, right. down to a tall American. Played by uh, whose father is played by a much shorter British man who could not possibly be his father. Right. Just Claude Rains, who's short, could not possibly be the father of like six four Lon Chaney Jr. Right. And and Anthony Hopkins, I, I would never, not since he was cast as a black man in The Human Stain, have, <laughs> right. or as Nixon. He's miscast a lot now yeah. that I think about it. Um, although I liked him as Nixon. Um, not since then have I uh, do I think that he was uh, more poorly cast, but I'm sure he'll ham it up just fine. And, th- and he was also in the and this this is a period piece too, right? It doesn't yeah. take place, right? But he was also in um he was in the the Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula too, right? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> boy, that movie stinks. It really, really does. Kenneth uh, Branagh's Frankenstein or Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? I didn't see that one either. I no, I saw I saw Dracula, but I didn't see Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with De Niro of all people. But. I don't know. Uh, I actually I like certain aspects of of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. I like I like Gary Oldman as Dracula. Piano. There's n- absolutely Winona. Uh, I like yeah, Tom you know, Waits as Renfield. Basically, <laughs> uh, is what I, I'm saying. that's good. I had yeah. when I was like junior high and high school, I had such a crush on Winona Ryder. Yeah, and I just sort of like when I look back and revisit like her films now, she never she never could act. No, she's really really bad. No, even in Star Trek, she's. She yeah, plays, she's in she's Star Trek. Mom. Really? Yeah. yeah, I didn't see it. Hang on now. Okay, now I'm thinking. Do you think Winona Ryder, Ryder is a good actress? I don't. You don't? No. No. Well, I haven't. I haven't seen anything like I where mean, she has a substantial role in a long time. It, it, it works in Heather's because her character is supposed yeah. to be 16, like she is, and it's just it works like, in Beetlejuice for the same reason. I would say. Yeah, but then they're at the end of Beetlejuice when she's playing the old version. It's so bad. Yeah, it still makes me cry though. Wait, or not Beetlejuice? I mean Edward, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. I'm talking Beetlejuice about. is what I'm talking about, and then yeah, there's Edward Scissorhands. I, yeah. I, I made the leap in my head without saying it out loud, yeah. I, which I do often. That's fine. There's, <laughs> that's how a podcast should be run, um, <laughs> where you just don't say things. Just keep it all inside. Um, but uh, now, what is the? 
have you seen any movies, any horror movies lately that you really, uh, really love and liked. enjoy? I'm trying to think. I, 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 like, did, I didn't see Drag Me to Hell. I didn't either. Did I, and I've heard, I heard I that's heard great. So good. Yeah. I saw... I wanted to see it. The 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 girlfriend didn't want to see a horror movie, so we uh. saw we saw Year One instead. Ooh, man, it had enough laughs. But okay. uh, uh, it's been a year since it came out. But Quarantine, I really liked, which is a remake of a Spanish film that I didn't see. But uh, I liked Quarantine a lot. I mean, District Nine isn't a horror film. No, no. Um, I can't think of any. Did hor- you see Paranormal Activity? That seemed like it might be right up your alley. I didn't see it yet. Okay. And as the, the, the and now the further I get away from it, I'm like. Uh, well, I guess it, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like sometimes you have to jump right on the train immediately and see these, and then uh-huh. if not, they get away from you. Uh, but what about you with horror films? Is there anything? The, I mean, the last one that I really, really enjoyed was like three years ago, and that was The Descent. Oh, The Descent was really good. Yeah, did you see The Descent? I didn't. I saw The Orphanage. Oh, okay. Oh. I didn't see that one. Oh, that movie's amazing. Yeah, I, can, I, cool. I forgot about that. Yeah, that movie is so good. Yeah, that's oh, pretty man. cool. It's creepy. Yeah, really. Now really Guillermo creepy. del Toro did not direct it. No, but he produced uh, it. I think, produced, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can't remember the, the guy's name who directed it, but uh, what yeah, is, that I, movie was great. I don't great. even know what the orphanage is about. Uh, it's about it's, an orphanage. Well, I got. <laughs> well, it's actually about a family. <laughs> I thought it was conceptual. That, that, ha- that has a kid, and they move into a house that used to be an orphanage. Used to be an orphanage. Oh, okay. And, oh, uh, all right. And slowly, things about the secrets about the orphanage come to. Now, how is that? How is that different from uh, than that film, Orphan? Oh, Orphan! <laughs> I think Orphan's about a thirty-two-year-old uh, prostitute, pedophile prostitute. <laughs> no, or Orphan. That's Did you the, see? Or, do, you know is, this, do you know the the I, payoff of Orphan? I know. Yeah. payoff is an interesting word well, to use. Yeah. I know the twist. Yeah. Which is there's something about Esther. It is something, yeah. <laughs> that's that's quite. That's really something. Wait, was that a, to is it? No, there's. I think it's there's something wrong with Esther. Something wrong with Esther. Something about Esther. <laughs> calls to mind Cameron Diaz. And something about Mary. <laughs> oh, no, what about the, there's a new Cameron Diaz movie coming out called The Box. Which uh, that does not look good to me. Well, who? It's Richard Kelly. Who it's did Richard Donnie Kelly. Darko. Yeah. And I like Donnie Darko, but I didn't see Southland Tales. I hear. Oh, I saw a, a little bit of that. And I hear it's a mess. Yeah. yeah. But um, the Franklin Jell is in it. The, I like the, him. The I, I, I've been trying to find the words for it. The 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 sort of like the concept of of the box. Yeah, is so the like yeah. It it it's it's so like a it's like some sort of like weird moral question right. that like a psychotherapist would ask you or something. You yeah. know, but it's you can't make it. It's you have a box and uh, you press a button and uh, suddenly there's a million dollars in the box that you can have. But every time you press the button. A person somewhere in the world that you don't know dies. See, I would push the button because I don't believe that by pushing this button, someone dies. <laughs> well, but you, I, but I do you still know. Get the million I dollars. do know I'm getting money, <laughs> but in my head, I don't. You can tell me that if I push this button, someone's going to die somewhere. Yeah, but I really don't. I really don't know that for sure. <laughs> but what you know I do you've know is you're going to give me a million dollars. <laughs> All right. That is but, but the idea of making How about a whole that? movie out of that is just it. It, uh, it feels like it's going to grow thin really quickly. It does feel like something that uh, it does it feels feel like, like a student short film. Yes, or it feels like a Stephen King book that's a good book, but then yeah. isn't a good movie. Not even yeah. a oh, not wait. even a whole book. I like can't think novella. of any of those. Like a short, yeah. yeah. Wait, are there any Stephen King books that were made into movies that weren't good? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think. Of I'll any. tell you what. There's a Stephen King book that I loved, and when the movie came out, George Romero directed it, and. Uh, and it's 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 
spot on exactly like the book, but just is not a good movie. It's the dark half. Oh, oh, oh it's Timothy Hutton, right? Timothy Hutton, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is, it's exactly like the book. And think, it's not a good movie. I think that might be the problem. Yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> the book was creepy and scary, and I was like, oh, my God. Uh, Stephen King is an int- he's an odd guy. He writes really good mm-hmm. books, and his di- the, like, the dialogue that he writes mm-hmm. and the characters he creates, they work really well on the page. But if you lift the dialogue, like specifically the dialogue, yeah. if you lift that and have someone say it, you're like, this is ridiculous. It's terrible. This is awful. Stephen Weber pulled it off in the Shining miniseries, actually, yeah, yeah. which I was actually just defending last night. I was talking to people because... There are people pe- who didn't care for it? Because everyone thinks that if I say I like the Shining miniseries, it means that I didn't like Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. I do yeah. not like Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. I'm you not a big fan of it. Yeah. I, I, I like it a lot, but I, and, I, and I also like the miniseries, and I can like them both. Yeah. 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 They're different <laughs> yeah. enough. Yeah. But, but people always want to be like... Every time I say it's good, they want to say, oh, well, Stanley Kubrick's one is better. It's, I don't care about that. I'm just saying it's good. Yeah. Anyway. It depends on what you want to get accomplished. Right. Like, Kubrick's version is creepy. Some people are terrified by that movie. It never... Never scared me. Never scared me. No, me it's, neither. It's just a bunch... It's like a bunch of really creepy images, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's... that's yeah. And then it's over. Yeah, that's exactly. Fine. Which is why the... Uh, of, the of the three, the... The movie, the miniseries, and the book. The book is obviously the, the scariest because it has yeah. it l- allows you to actually mentally create these these images, yeah. but it also gives you like the reasons for them, which yeah. are like, there's a part in it's in it's in Stanley Kubrick's movie when he's like running through and he sees like the guy in the dog mask yeah. going down on another guy, you know, and uh, yeah, that's pretty creepy looking. And then in the book, yeah. there's a whole like story about it that's oh, e- even worse. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man, how do you? But, yeah, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to head in that direction. Recent, hor- recent horror films are tough because, like, I'll see. I'll go. Oh, that looks cool. And then I'll always. Then I'll go to Rotten Tomatoes to see what the, what the overall percentage. You know. Yeah. Like I'll say that happens to me a lot now. I'll say that trailer looks really good. I'm going to wait and see what Rotten Tomatoes says. And then you know, then it gets like a twenty percent yeah. positive. I'm like, well, no, I'm not going to go see it. Yeah, horror trailers. I think are the like there was one. Now, Pandorum with Dennis Quaid and Ben Foster came out, I think, a few weeks ago. I didn't even the know tra- that was coming out. Yeah. The trailer for that looked legitimately frightening, like yeah. really scary. And then, uh, and then of course, the reviews come out. And it's like, right, right. Trailers are meant to do what, they're, what they do. What they're doing, yeah. And, uh, and they're meant to sell me on something that is not good. Yeah. Or if it is good, which or, makes you wonder when there's when there's a bad trailer, it's like what what were you thinking? Like, couldn't, you couldn't have made a <laughs> right because we know you can make a good trailer out of anything. Like the tra- speaking of horror movies, the uh, trailer for the fourth kind, the Mila Jovovich, yeah, uh, and I I love Mila Jovovich. I, I have the crush on Mila Jovovich now that I had on Winona Ryder when I was in high school. So you'll get, be over it in, a f- in like ten years. <laughs> yeah, when I realize I was, she I can't. Was behi- act. And another but, stupid story. I was behind her at the DMV when we were getting our license photos really? taken. Oh, wow. That's yeah. nice. She's just like, can I have a second? Okay. I'm like, yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> she that's did that, really? Have. Yeah. <laughs> of course. That's all you have to do. You're done. Shake your hair around. Perfect. <laughs> Put it on the cover of a magazine and on your license. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But uh, I don't know. Have you guys seen the trailer for The Fourth Kind? I have. Yeah. It, it, it looks really bad to me. Yeah. And it looks rushed. Um, <laughs> it just, I don't know. This time of year, of course... You know, horror movies kind of come out of the woodwork, and you're like, "Oh, hey, there's one trying to capitalize on the season." Fucking saw. That's not going to do well. Stop the saw. All right. I've only ever seen the first one. Here's the thing: 
The first Saw movie, and you may actually know. If you know, don't say it. The first Saw movie. What year did it come out? Well, there's been one a year. Yeah, six years ago. Yeah, so six years ago. 2005 years ago. What? It came out in 2004. So how did they do that? Well, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Is that? Yeah. But that literally means one, like, when I first thought, I thought, I thought, oh, it came out in, like, 2001. No, No, there's been one every October. One every year since then. That's a that's amazing. That bothers me. So even even Friday the Thirteenth did not reach that frequency. Yeah. No. And you know what's and and, and uh, uh, ah others <laughs> uh, movie studios are so afraid of this saw linchpin in during Halloween that yeah. they released Halloween two the remake in August. Yeah. <laughs> don't you don't you guarantee yourself a couple of extra viewers. If you release it around it Halloween, yeah. I mean, I would my thing. My thing would be: well, look, everyone's going to go see Saw, and then whoever can't get into Saw is going to go see this, <laughs> or maybe kids will go see two horror movies this weekend. Yeah, but why? Why open the Halloween movies in August? Like it's a summer movie. Doesn't make I, any sense, right? Well, it's at the end of summer, at least. Well, I know, but it's not even. Yeah, uh, it's the leaves so, haven't started to change in uh, Los Angeles yet. But like Saw is, it, it's starting to. <laughs> It's starting to seem that Saw is always going to be there. Like I it, know, like they're never going to stop doing it because it's it's it going to be like makes the Simpsons. Money. <laughs> It'll always be on TV. <laughs> Saw twenty. Yeah, and I, mean, I did like the fir- I did like the first Saw. I like the I first one. It, it had enough in it that, it was, that I was like, oh, that's inventive. Uh, yeah, and that's I thought creepy. it was it's it, it it managed to have creepy stuff, but it also is so like uh, almost. Uh, Overheated and overdone. That there's there's a certain level of like dark comedy to the first right. saw. I remember laughing. Uh, th- there, I, I got a certain like chuckle out of Carrie uh, Ellis yeah. sawing his foot off. Yeah. I actually there was it was actually kind of a. It actually a, had a couple a, a of actors in, in it too. It had yeah. Carrie Ellis. It had Danny, Danny Glover. Glover. It had Michael Emerson. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh, so I've, I mean, I've never seen any of the saw films. And if by you the put way. yourself in those, um, and if you when I saw the first saw, I'm like. Oh man, what if I was in that situation? Yeah. Oh, I think the best horror movies will always make the audience ask that. Yeah. If I if I were in this situation, what would I do? And uh, and usually the best ones are the ones where it's like I wouldn't. These characters are doing what I would do. What I would do, yeah. And that's ter- and they're still dying. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to do now. This is that's really terrifying. I, I know this. Not everyone loves this movie, but uh, Signs, the M Night Shyamalan oh, yeah. film. I found that really scary. Yeah, for, for pretty much that reason. Yeah, I like signs because they do exactly what, what yeah. you should do, and they're still like, I mean, there's a sense of dread and doom at the end when they're in the basement. You really start to think, like, yeah. God, they're not going to get out of this. Uh, you know, yeah. what? this isn't recent, but it's in the past ten years, I guess. Is that Nicole Kidman movie, The Others? I love The Others. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. it's so funny too when you know the twist after you the twist is discovered at the end. You sit there and you go, "Oh, why didn't I figure it out?" Yeah, well, that's it seems kind of, simple to figure out, but. Because what they didn't, and it was great. They didn't, as I recall, they didn't advertise it as a movie with a twist, and that that really helped because I wasn't looking for a twist. You're right, and then it it hit me harder. Yeah, it just seemed like an old, like an old fashioned, in every sense of the word, an old fashioned haunted house movie done beautifully. And that director hasn't really done anything since, anything of note, which is is a shame because well, M Night Shyamalan is a perfect example. He made hard to follow up. Yeah, some of your good stuff inside. Oh, he did. Oh, okay. Yeah, which was not good, but that's oh. not a horror movie. A lot of people liked that though. Didn't it win an Oscar uh, for foreign film? Did, 
Did it? What uh, was that? I didn't like it. What was that M. Night Shyamalan one? That w- the Woods or what was it the, called? The, the, oh, the Village. The Village. Dude. I, I hated <laughs> it. I did not like it. I hated it. I hated it. And you know what? I, I don't like when he puts himself in his movies either. Uh, and all of a sudden there he is as a doctor. I'm like, oh, I'm right out of the movie now. Yeah. There he is. Well, no, in, in, that, in that one he was like He's the, the sheriff. The, oh, yeah. Okay. I thought he was the, the National Park uh, that, it, he's some kind of official, yeah, yeah. right? It felt that felt like a like a half hour Twilight Zone episode that ex- stretched to two hours. Yeah. I well, mean, by by doing the the whole twist thing that he does, he's set it up where I'm looking for it so yeah. early on that I I had the village figured out twenty twenty five minutes. Plus, in, in the trailer of that, they made you think that the village was surrounded by these creatures. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that it's not the case at all. Well, yeah. and what they what they do is. They debunk the creatures, and then they like they try and have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. They debunk the cre- creatures, and then and it's like, oh, okay, so these creatures don't exist. But then someone says, well, now, you know, those are the costumes we wore. We have heard that there are creatures right. out there, and then you see one, and you're supposed to be afraid. It's like, well, no. <laughs> so basically, coincidentally, there are creatures out there that look exactly like the costume you just found. Right. But those ones are real. <laughs> I, I, there, are, there are a lot of aspects that right. I actually like about the village, okay. but as far as scary, there's nothing there for me. It's no lady in the water. That is. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw the happening. But neither I, did I. Did you? No, but everyone that uh, that has seen it told me that in the first like ten minutes, you'll just be like, "Oh my lord, this is terrible." I, I've heard it. I've Mark heard it's Wal- like a, so Mark, bad. So bad. It's good. Yeah. Well, movie. they said Mark Wahlberg is just so. Something about his character. I, I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know yeah. what it is. But everyone tells me, Mark Wahlberg, in the first 10 minutes, you're just going to be like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I really want to see it now. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do. I kind of yeah. do as well, but in the right context, of yeah. course. Um, now, there is uh, one, one last movie that I do want to... I want to I recommend to you, in case you haven't seen it, mm-hmm. and to the listeners in general, and no, not just because it's self-serving for me to do so. Okay. Um, there's a movie called Behind the Mask. The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Are you in that movie? No. Did you direct it? No. Did you write it? No. All right. The the lead actor is going to be on the show next week. That's all. So, um, way but to, way to spoil it for the I, audience. Is People it a who, spoil or is it a tease? I guess it's a tease. That's right. I didn't say the name. That's right. It's up to them to determine they who they determine think the lead actor is. is. <laughs> anyway, so, um, but basically, it's, uh, and I'm not recommending it solely because. A person's going to be on the show, right. but because I would be bringing it up either way, um, it's it's actually kind of a comedy that still manages to be scary. I think. Yeah, it's it's done in the sort of mockumentary format. Yeah, where there is a, a killer named Leslie Vernon, whose whose sort of backstory is similar to those of like a Jason Voorhees or and that's like a perfect name that Leslie Vernon. That's like a perfect yeah. that almost seems like that's a real serial killer's name. Like yeah. From yeah. like history, okay. yeah, that's perfect. Okay, um, and 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 then there's this college film student, and she wants to make a documentary about him becoming uh, a slasher killer. Yeah, and, and so it's it's him explaining to the camera and the and the audience, you know, how you need w- what is required if you're going to be one of these seemingly supernatural killers like Michael Myers. You might have seen the trailer to this, actually. Yeah, and it's... It, it has uh, it has Robert Anglin in it. Yeah, it's got Scott Wilson. Scott Wilson, whom I love. Yeah, he's uh, really great. It's got the Zelda Rubenstein, I think her name is, a little... She's still alive? Yeah. 
I don't know if she that movie was 2006. She might have died by it since then, but because she looks pretty rough in the film. Do not go into the light. That's all I'm going to. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. I don't remember where I heard it, but I do. Rec- I do recall people saying that. Carol Ann, <laughs> don't go into the light. God, how many times do I have to tell you? God damn it, Carol Ann. That is one of my favorite moments in that in that movie in Poltergeist is what we're talking about, everybody. Um, it, we were talking about behind the mask. Now we're talking I'm about poltergeist. About that. That's fine. But is when uh, when, when they get into a domestic squabble right in the middle of it, where it's like get you know whoever is whoever she's more afraid of mm-hmm. needs to be the one to tell her what to do. Right. And it's like, well, it has to be you. And he's like, well, why me? <laughs> right. Why, what do you mean she's more scared of me? You know. And he talks about, and then they start having an argument about who punishes the children, and it, just for about ten seconds. But it made me laugh. See, Poltergeist is so, a great movie, and that's, I love yeah. Poltergeist. And you know, that's one that they're probably gonna remake. They actually never. I, I, I used nev- to I used to work at MGM, and they are. It is in. It's never going to be as good as I you. was a temp at MGM, and I think here's part of the reason I didn't get hired full-time is because I couldn't keep my opinions to myself. And I was talking <laughs> to some people in sort of the production like wing of the, the you know, and, they were, and I was like, well, what are you guys working on? And they were like, uh, Poltergeist remake, Red Dawn remake, RoboCop remake. <laughs> and they were, like, well, they were like, oh, we do have one uh, original movie coming out. It's about a talking dog. And I was like, oh, that is original. <laughs> <laughs> and I th- yeah, I don't think that. <laughs> here's uh, your pink slips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think fanboy should should have to control the universe but i also think that these studio executives sometimes just what are they thinking sometimes well how did the person not making that list not whip out a gun and shoot themselves (laughs) after the third time they said remake in the same sentence yeah really and then the minute they said oh we do have one original one about a talking dog i think i've wasted my life uh i think i'm gonna go be a cobbler how about something called remake the movie I'm sure the uh, the Wayans brothers are working on it. Oh, that'll be good. <laughs> that'll be good. Um, oh, oh my! We should probably yeah, we uh, should wrap, wrap up. it up. Um, but yeah, so were there any any movies that? Uh, no. Oh, sorry. Okay. What did you think of? Uh, I watched it again last night, and I'm a big fan of it. But I know some people aren't. What did you think of uh, the Blair Witch Project? Uh, when I saw the Blair Witch Project, uh, my wife was working at DreamWorks, and she got a screener of it. Before all the hype. Okay. And we had another uh, two of our friends over, and we turned down the lights and had some wine, and we watched it, and we all were scared and really enjoyed it. Okay. And we didn't we watch it with an audience. It was just the four of us. Uh, yeah. And it was before the hype really broke, so I think we saw it at a, at a great time, but I, I really liked it. I yeah. liked it a lot. Okay. Now, if I watched it tonight, I don't know how I would feel, but I have a great memory of it. Yeah, once you... It, it is a movie that is most effective when viewed once, because um, I saw it in the theater when it came out, and I have not seen it again since uh, again until last night. Right, and um, and you know you know that it's not real, and you know that uh, you know all the things that are going to happen to them. So it, it it ceases to be scary, but then it turns into like an interesting film about survival yeah. and stress you know emotions under pressure and stuff like that and uh and i in watching it last night i just remembered thinking like all these actors are really good a lot of people didn't like them yeah a lot of people thought they were bad and it's like well they're not they're certainly not bad i i buy all the emotions yeah. that they're playing and i buy and it seems as naturalistic as it needs to i think um i also think when we watched it we weren't quite sure that it wasn't oh a, a, like a document, you know what I mean? Yeah. We didn't. We weren't. 
I, I, it was so early on that I don't think we we no. didn't know that it wasn't just some people with some handheld cameras going out into the woods. Yeah, so. it's yeah, it's and and that's a testament to how well may how how complete the film is in its concept and yeah. its execution. That to people that don't know, there's really no way to tell. No, and yeah, it's it really is. There, uh, there's a lot of people. You you like the movie, of course, I right? Love it, yeah, and you know, there's there's people out there that just really hate it, and it kind of bothers me when they are so, when they hate it so much, because it's just like, but don't you see? Just it's so look at this. But anytime anything how, is that unconventional, it's people are it's uh, people are just gonna not even try. But, you yeah. know, I've seen this is not a horror movie. I've seen Where the Wild Things Are twice now, and yeah. both times there have been walkouts. Be, because the movie is just so unconventional. Really, but it's it's a. Have you seen it yet, Pat? No, we were going to take the kids, and then we didn't we didn't know what the. You know, when you have kids, you think about all this stuff. Uh-huh. So we thought, well, we'll wait and rent it. But uh, but I do want to see it. We do want to see it's, it. It's it's really great. But we didn't I, know how a five year old and a nine year old were going to if they were going to be I, interested. If they I were couldn't gonna be even sad. So I, I don't know that we said, but I think there are, there might be parts where they're bored. Bored, okay. Mm-hmm. There are there are parts that are very much great that the kids will love, but then there are sort of long stretches. But you, you're gonna say, are, it, it's not a kids movie, though. No, not really. It's okay. it's made for adults to look back on being kids. That's what Jimmy. That's what uh, Mister Jimmy Pardo told me also, okay. and I have to call him Mister. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't doubt that. What was the Blair Witch sequel? They had to ram a sequel down our throats there, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, a called? year later, it was uh, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two. <laughs> yeah. Eight. And, it was Which was done like a real movie, like it wasn't done in the no. documentary. No, and no one sense. went to see it either. No, no, yeah. It was uh, the only thing I know is that um, for the soundtrack, Marilyn Manson did a cover of "Suicide Is Painless," the Mash theme song. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the only good nice. thing to have come out of Blair Witch too. <laughs> well, the score is done by Carter Burwell, and I've listened uh, to some of it, and that's good. So everyone, just go and listen to that score. Is and that the soundtrack a, and the, the soundtrack for the Marilyn Manson <laughs> mash cover. But uh, anyway, so um, yeah, I, I feel like we jumped around a lot and talked, covered a lot of horror films. Yeah. Um, but uh, so to sum up, it would appear we don't, we're not in favor of remakes. <laughs> not in favor of remakes. Yeah. So except maybe of the birds. Except <laughs> maybe of the birds. Yeah. So uh, um, so board. yeah. Uh, so just to remind everybody. Uh, patfrancisonline.com or consistentjackass.com take or, you the same place okay and uh, and you can find all kind of great all kinds of great stuff there you're frequently on course, Never Not Funny yes. yeah and of course Never Not Funny right now if you uh, sign up for uh, if you uh, I think in 1999 you get the video for free that's right yeah by, uh, by the end of October if you sign up for season 6 is that yeah, yeah. season, season six, 6 yeah uh, you get the for twenty bucks, you get the twenty-five dollar right. Uh, right. package with the with the video. And based on what they've said, it sounds like the whole package, the video and audio, is going to wind up being more expensive. Like the like the price is going to go up. It's, yeah, that's what so they hinted at. So get it now. So get uh, it now, everybody. All right. So, um, but yeah. So thanks for thanks for coming. Thanks. Pat. I, pretty, I love being here. It's fun. All right. Okay. Thanks. Good. I'm glad. And, and of course, okay. You can find us at battleshippretension.com. You can right. email us Tyler at battleshippretension.com or David at battleshippretension.com. Or probably Tyler. Th- Probably that does go. seem to be the case more often. <laughs> yeah, Tyler's more likely to uh, reply to emails. If you have <laughs> complaints, send them to David. <laughs> uh, you can follow, especially t- if you have complaints about Tyler. <laughs> That's right, because I can't take them. 
<laughs> um, let's see. You can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Write us a review on iTunes. That'd help. Uh, Please do. You can find us on Facebook, right? Yeah. And, uh, of course, you can follow Tyler on Twitter at, at More Lessons. Right. And I am at The Pretension. That's right. I think that covers everything. I think so. All click, right. Click on Donate. Oh, yeah. The, there's <laughs> that Donate button, everybody. It's still it's not going anywhere. <laughs> no matter how hard you want it, how much you want it to. So, uh, okay, so yeah, well, thanks for listening. And, uh, and thanks ha- for being on the show, Pat. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for being on the show. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Be safe. And we'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.